You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD, to 65532. Corruption in the federal government. Now, too many Americans do not care. They just don't. And the excuse is, oh, it's always been this way. There's nothing I can do about it. The reason they don't care is they're too lazy to care. And I'm sorry to be harsh, but it's true. So if you raise, well, under the Biden administration, an enormous amount of, of corruption, they'll go, oh, Trump was worse or some stupid thing like that, not knowing what you're talking about. But they'll just deflect, deflect, deflect. Oh, so what? I, I don't want to pay attention to it. I have to do my cell phone, blah, 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 blah. I got to tell you, though, government corruption it's one of the worst things that could ever happen to the United States. And we have it now, big time. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So on Thursday last week, um, the federal government uh, filed new charges against Hunter Biden. The media had to report it, but they suppressed it. They didn't go hysterical. They reported far more about Trump being a Nazi or whatever the theme of the day is on him. But the uh, Department of Justice says that alleges Hunter Biden failed to pay $1.4 million in taxes from 216 to 219. Okay? Three felonies, six misdemeanors, all new. And isn't it magical that uh, in August they had three misdemeanors and a gun thing that the judge threw out? And I'll get to that in a moment. 
And just less than four months later, they can come up with all this stuff after investigating for five years. It, it is really it is really something. Anyway, if convicted, Hunter Biden uh, faces 17 years of prison. But Joe Biden will pardon him. It's just a matter of when, not a matter of if. So don't expect Hunter to be going to any facility. They won't. All right. Now, here's what I wrote on Sunday. The case of Hunter Biden is an incredibly vivid example of corruption by the federal government. Situation rivals Watergate and the Teapot Dome scandal engineered by members of President Warren Harding's cabinet. I'm actually writing about that right now for my upcoming presidential book, which will be out in September. Anyway, the following facts are not in dispute. From 14 to 19, Hunter Biden amassed millions of dollars selling influence to foreign concerns. The son of the president used his father's name in multiple deals where foreign nationals were promised access to the elder Biden. We have that on Hunter Biden's computer and on direct testimony from his business associates. There's no question about it. No two sides to this story. Okay, so he was selling influence. Um, And it was obvious he didn't play taxes. Why? He didn't even file. He didn't even bother to file. So again, there's no two sides to this. The federal government says 1.6. It's a lot more than that. But the statute of limitations have run out for 214, 215, when uh, Hunter Biden amassed a tremendous amount of money. Some people say that was a uh, design. The Justice Department wanted the whole thing to run out under the statute of limitations. Okay. Under Trump, William Barr was the attorney general. Trump wanted a special counsel appointed to investigate Hunter Biden. Barr refused. Said, oh, it's not, no, no, my guys are doing the job, which was either dishonest or ludicrous. One or the other for Bill Barr. Though under Trump, they could have aggressively gone after Hunter Biden, but Bill Barr would not. Everybody understands that this is not a partisan play here. That is the fact. Enter Merrick Garland, who comes in under Joe Biden. He's even worse than Bill Barr. Okay, what he does is basically wash his hands of the whole thing. Doesn't even pay attention to it. And I believe that unless his U.S. attorneys do nothing in California, Washington, D.C. and Delaware. Then the Hunter Biden Laptop is discovered and all hell breaks loose, but not all hell in the corporate media. No, the New York Post broke it. A few of the others here, we discussed it. But NBC, ABC, CNN, uh, CBF, tamped down, tamped down, tamped down. Even Fox didn't cover the story very well. Because I don't have the skilled players to do it anymore over there. They can't do it. Um, So... Biden, um, Joe Biden, the president, denies everything. My son did nothing wrong. He didn't get any money from China. And we all know that's not true now. Not true. So Merrick Garland, he's running the investigation. He's the attorney general. And they're trying every which way not to do anything. Finally, they have to do it. So they file these low-level charges in July against Hunter Biden. Three misdemeanors and a gun thing is ridiculous. okay? and no jail time. That's the plea. And the judge throws it out. Judge says, I'm not doing this. This is insane. 
and then they have to go back to the drawing board. Enter two whistleblowers. The guys show up. You know them. They testify in front of Congress, which is the only investigative body. To this day, the FBI is not investigating any of this. Not even involved. Talk about corruption. Christopher Wray, Mr. Corruption. Okay? It can't be bothered. So the two IRS whistleblowers say, hey, we had all the information on Hunter Biden a long time ago. We had it in 1415. Nobody do anything about it. That's corruption. Okay? All right, so... The latest federal indictment last Thursday is filed in California. Well, who's the U.S. attorney in California? His name is Martin Estrada. He refused to investigate anything. It's on the record. Estrada would not investigate Hunter Biden. He's still there. He's still the U.S. attorney. You talk about corruption, Merrick Garland? So you got Ray's corrupt, you have the FBI. Garland's corrupt. He's the FBI. He's the Justice Department attorney general. And uh, the U.S. attorney in California is corrupt. This is pretty big, right? And Biden presides over this. He could fire these people at any time if he wanted to. But obviously he doesn't. They're protecting his son. Okay? Now, the bottom line on the story, I hate to use a cliche bottom line, but here it is. The feds, the Justice Department, Barr, uh, Merrick Garland, Christopher Wray, they knew years ago that Hunter Biden was selling influence and not paying taxes. They knew. Joe Biden knew. Jill Biden, his mother, knew. They all knew. Okay? And the corporate media knew. Every, I knew early on. It's beyond dispute. Okay? When you add it all up, it's colossal. Again, it rivals Watergate and Teapot Dome. It will go down in history as one of the biggest scandals in U.S. federal government history. And that's a memo. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. 
Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. Now, often there are some right-wing conspiracies, and I get mail on this all the time. Once again, I will tell you, if you believe what you read in the ideological sites, whether they're left-wing or right-wing, if you believe that, you are not being smart. Okay, the first conspiracy is that the charges last week were filed so Hunter Biden doesn't have to testify in front of Congress. That is false. Nothing to do with that. We do expect Hunter Biden, if he shows up, to take the Fifth Amendment. But there's no preclusion of that. He can, Congress can still issue a subpoena. He has to show up, which they have. Okay, and then he can be cited for contempt if he doesn't. Okay, the second thing is that the statute of limitations, there is no under IRS rules. That is false. It's six years for an IRS criminal case. There isn't any statute of limitations in a civil case, ongoing fraud case. But in a criminal case, it's six years. So this is all over the right wing media, which is (laughs) all right. Okay, so I think we're up to speed on this. Um, The final part is the press. Sunday reporting supposed to look back on the week. Remember, the new charges against Hunter Biden broke on Thursday. ABC's Good Morning America totally ignored it. Totally ignored it. ABC's This Week that Stephanopoulos did cover. CBS Sunday Morning, I think they have eight hours of that, totally ignored it. Fox News Sunday covered. Meet the Press on NBC covered. CNN State of the Union, that's that phony Jake Tapper, the worst, the absolute lowest worst, didn't cover. And MSNBC didn't cover, but you knew they wouldn't cover that. Now, the importance of the stories that I just told you about are this. The progressive movement is on the skids. It reached its highest point under Joe Biden about three months ago in September. Progressives rolling, had the media, had the president, had the Justice Department. Now, with all this anti-Semitic stuff, it's going down. Same thing happened to Black Lives Matter. You will remember, they got $100 million from corporations and individuals after the George Floyd thing. Once they spent it on lavish homes, for the people who run the Black Lives Matter movement in Los Angeles, over. Lost all credibility. And, you know, lefties will still go Black Lives Matter, but that organization is through. Same thing's gonna happen to progressives because of this anti-Semitism. There are some progressive people who are bailing, um, and we have one of them on uh, right now. Her name is Kara Dansky, she used to be a progressive. She has a new book out called The Reckoning, How the Democrats and the Left Betrayed Women and Girls. So um, 
you, uh, Ms. Dansky, were a very committed left-wing individual, right? And now you're not? Is that what I'm understanding? I would actually reframe that. Thanks so much for having me, first of all. Speaking solely as myself, I registered as a Democrat in 1990 when I turned 18. I'm still a registered Democrat. And what I argue in the book is that so-called gender identity or trans is actually incredibly regressive. Um, So currently I'm the president of an organization called Women's Declaration International US Chapter. And we bring what we think is a leftist feminist critique of so-called gender identity or trans. And part of the reason I wrote the book is because I'm gravely concerned because we know from polling that Americans across the political spectrum are gravely concerned about men and boys being able to be in women's spaces, male prisoners being able to be in women-only prisons, uh, male athletes invading women's sports. We know this from polling that has been done. and. Viewers would never know this from looking at most media outlets, but most Democrats and most people who identify as liberal or very liberal are completely with us lefty radical feminists on this issue. But we don't get a platform in most mainstream media outlets, which is part of why I'm so. That's 100 percent accurate. But I I really want to I want to walk through your thinking. Okay, so in chapter one of your book, and I didn't read the whole book, but, you know, when I do an interview with anybody, I know pretty much what their point of view is. You say people are being forced legally and socially to accept the lies of gender identity. What what are the lies of gender identity very specifically? Thanks for asking. So every single human being on the face of the planet is either female or male. And it doesn't matter if any individual people have an identity that they claim makes them somehow the opposite sex or no sex or some sort of material, some sort of third sex that simply doesn't exist. And so when I talk about the lie of gender identity, I'm talking about a political movement that is very well funded and extremely powerful. Okay, let me stop stop you there. So you believe biology as millions of people do. You're born either a male or a female. Now, in your mind, if you want to change your gender, you can do that now because of medical advances. And if you just want to identify as a woman, even though you're not going to get the surgery, you have the freedom to do that under a constitution. But you're seeing that the progressive left is taking this further and disturbing, all right, women by allowing men, biological men, into their facilities. They're forcing the women to accept biological men in their facilities. That's the primary beef, right? That's definitely one of them. Uh, We do need to clarify, though, that no matter how many hormones a person takes or how many surgeries a person has, no one ever changes sex. It just doesn't happen. So there are some people who have been lied to and persuaded to undergo invasive, damaging, and harmful hormonal treatments and surgeries who now gravely regret it. They were told and promised by the medical professionals that they could change sex, and they can't. No one can ever change sex. Well, uh, you know, uh, they- a, a trans uh, man, man going to a woman can't bear a child. You, you're correct in that. 
Here's the most important question that I have for you. Why? Why does the progressive left want to create gender chaos, which is what I call it, among children, and then supports all of this pronoun garbage, all of this kind of stuff? Why? What is, what is driving that? So there's a tremendous amount of money behind this movement, which I talk about in chapter six of the book. Uh, I talk about big pharma and what I refer to as the ghouls in the medical establishment who actually are very actively promoting the idea that people can change sex, even though they know it's not true. Okay, and that's economic based, but I'm talking philosophically. You are absolutely correct. You cannot be a liberal American in this country anymore if you don't accept the fact that people can change their gender and then should have full rights of whatever gender they go to. You can't operate within the liberal precincts if you don't believe that anymore. Why? Why? What ignited this? Well, part of what I'm trying to do with my book is establish that you actually can. You actually can be uh, a liberal or a progressive, if you like, and push back against the homophobic, sexist lie. Tell me one person who has done that in this country with any visibility. Just one. With any visibility, no. And that's, you no. know, I make... You're not going to do it. So you can do it, but nobody is going to do it because they'll be hammered by the media that is sympathetic to the trans situation. You know that's true. Of course. And I say in the book, if even one member of the Democratic Party in Congress, and I would love it if it were a woman, but I'll take it if it's a man. If if one member of uh, one Democrat in the United States Congress stood up and said, no men are women, then the whole thing would crumble because it's all built on a house of cards. And I so what I'm about that. I don't think the press is ever going to the media is ever going to admit that of what you're saying. And I think that person would be torn to pieces and as an example to other people who may dare. So I'm going to ask you one more question. The book you know, is The Reckoning. The you book, might be right. And, it, right, and if you're me, right, let me will be. Let me you give you a book a plug, Kara. Let me plug Thank your you. book, all right? That's why you're here. The book is The Reckoning, How the Democrats and Left Betrayed Women and Girls. All right. Now you, you are a very devoted progressive leftist. Are you still apart from this issue? Well, absolutely. But I will you say, are. and I say in the book, yes, uh, I have absolutely no intention of voting uh, in the 2024 presidential election unless the Democrats change course. You might be right that they won't. I am fully They're prepared not. to accept, totally right. I, I, I'm fully prepared to accept that. But what I'm saying is that if they don't, then Democratic women need to speak up with our voices and with our votes. All right. Kara Dansky, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Have a uh, great holiday season. All right, smart life. This is a fascinating thing. All right, so we're all dependent on money. It's a capitalist society. The progressives don't want that. They want socialism. They want the government to tell you and me what we can have and can't have. That's what they want. That's the goal of the progressive movement. But we do live in a capitalist society now and have ever since 1776. All right. It's not deviated out of that. So how much money do you need in your life? Some people say, mm, 
$2 million. That is what the average American earns all across all education levels, okay? Averaging in everybody, $2 million for your work lifetime. Okay, that's number one stat. It's a smart life segment. Let me run down some of the expenses that you have in your lifetime. So if you have a home, the average cost of maintaining buying that home is about $800,000 in this country now for the lifespan of the home, about $800,000. If you have a college education, it is about $50,000 out of your pocket, okay? Um, a pet, got a pet? Lifetime of the pet, ready? $67,000. Hey, Holly, $67,000 for the pet. If you get a goldfish, no. <laughs> All right. If you have a kid, <laughs> two children, two, the nuclear family. All right. From birth to 18 years old, $600,000. All right to raise the urchins, two of them, 600,000. So all in all, and then you got uh, wedding costs, you got a car, a uh, series of cars. Uh, health insurance is almost a million dollars in your lifetime for health insurance, almost a million, okay? Retirement, all of that. So you need, according to Investopedia, that's where this comes from, you need three and a half million dollars to break even if you want to have just a regular life. Average American, as I said, makes two. So you're a million and a half light. This is why this segment is so important. So how do you make up the million and a half? You make it up by a number, understanding what you're going to need. A lot of people don't understand how much a pet is going to cost, the kids are going to cost, the house is going to cost, the health insurance is going to cost. They don't, they don't figure it out. And they just get deeper and deeper and deeper. Got to have a plan. Now, I'm talking to grandparents and parents here because you have to pass this down to the kids. And the plan is, I'm going to need three and a half million, probably going to be more than that in 10 years. Okay, let's see, it's four million. I got to make that kind of money. Well, you got to train yourself to be able to make it. Now, with that, sometimes requires an academic degree from a college. But if you get a skill, if you can fix stuff, AI, all of that, you can make some money. But you're going to have to figure it out and apply yourself and work hard. Final thing in the Smart Life segment. It is expensive to live in America. If you want not to pay this kind of money, you could go to Costa Rica. Now, I wouldn't. Not safe. You go to Uruguay, South America. Very reasonable to live there. You want to live here, it's expensive. You've got to understand that. All right? You can't waste any money. Can't be a drug addict. You can't be smoking cigarettes every day getting drunk every day. I drum this into my kids. I mean, I drum it into them. Got to earn, or you're going to be one miserable SO. You know, I'm sorry.
Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The border. So the reason that uh, USA to Ukraine and Israel is being held up is that the Republicans want the border to be more secure and Biden simply will not do it. It doesn't matter how many millions of people pour in here, he's not going to do it. And... They say there are negotiations going on, so maybe the Republicans will force Biden to do something to stop the millions of people from coming here in return for the aid to Ukraine and Israel. Maybe. But here's Biden's strongest border soundbite. All right, this happened on December 6th. Yeah. I've asked for billions of dollars for more border agents, more immigration judges, more asylum officers. Republicans have to decide if they want a political issue, if they want a solution at the border. Do they really want a solution? It cannot be sustained as it is now. So he asks for more billions. He doesn't want to do an executive order suspending asylum claims. He doesn't want to build a wall. He doesn't want to uh, do enforcement inside the United States of people who are here illegally. He doesn't want to do anything. He wants billions. Give me more money, and therefore I can let more people in. So if he gets more money, taxpayer money, he could put more people on the buses, on the planes, spread them out all over the United States because the government's paying for all this. That's why he wants the billions, not to stop it. And that's his strongest soundbite. What a scandal. Oh, my God. All right, Kamala Harris had a party yesterday. I was not invited. U.S. Naval Observatory, that's her office in D.C. She invited all kinds of Democrats, including um, a woman named Medina Wilson Anton. She is a state legislator in Delaware. Roll it. And just in this holiday season, which should be a joyful time of year, Madam Vice President, I'm a big part of Delaware. Oh, Did you know that Bethlehem is their mom? Did you know that Bethlehem? Maybe Jesus thought you were Right now, I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it looks like a joyous event, huh? Ceasefire. Now, a ceasefire, when you hear people do that, that would allow Hamas to reconstitute, okay? Maybe get away, go somewhere if they're trapped, and so they can come back and kill more Jews. That's what a ceasefire is. Okay, it's, it helps Hamas. Doesn't help Israel. All right, might help some Palestinians who are trapped, maybe. Okay, but by far and away, Hamas is the big beneficiary of any ceasefire. So these people are throwing in with Hamas. Yeah, leave Hamas alone. Don't bother Hamas. They hide behind the civilian thing, I understand. But that's what it's all about. Um, Brown University. So here's a college president that did the right thing. There was a demonstration yesterday uh, in favor of uh, Hamas, the Palestinians, at Brown, which is a college of 10,000 uh, in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island. Roll the tape. Brown divest! 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 So the college president, uh, Christina Paxson, issued a statement to those demonstrators. It says, in regard to your presence at the university holiday, my expectation is that you will leave the building by 5 p.m. It's the end of normally operating hours. Brown recognizes that protest is necessary, acceptable means of expression on campus. However, the university maintains safeguards for determining time, place, and manner to ensure the protests don't interfere with the normal functions of the university. Willful trespass of a school building is unlawful per Rhode Island statute and a violation of Brown's conduct code. Implications include arrest, criminal charges, review per the university's conduct procedures, unquote. Well, uh, 41 students were arrested because they wouldn't get out of the building. Now, this is in sharp contrast to Harvard and to MIT and to Penn and to Cornell and to Columbia, on and on and on and on. So kudos to Christina Paxton. Now, what will happen to the 41 who are arrested? You ask. I know you're asking now. Nothing. Charges will be dropped. Is Brown going to expel them? No. Maybe suspend them, but nothing much is going to happen. But symbolically, this is a good thing. All right, President uh, Claudine Gay, Harvard, uh, getting hammered. But uh, the board of trustees at Harvard says, ah, we like her. Why do they say that? Because Harvard does not need any alumni money. It has $51 billion, with a B, dollars in the bank, endowment. $51 billion. <laughs> doesn't need your money. So they don't have that pressure, whereas Penn and other schools do. Harvard does. And number two, Ms. President Gay pretty much doing what the trustees want. They want a very uh, committed left-wing person running the school. That's who she is. Now, I got a bunch of mail about the plagiarism accusations against Ms. Gay, and they look damning. It looks like she did uh, do that, but Harvard cleared her. They already investigated it. No, no, she didn't do it. Now, is it fixed then? Yeah, of course. But it's not my job to convict anybody on television. I can tell you I don't believe uh, that 
you know, it looks like she did it. But who's the biggest plagiarist in the country? President Biden. Okay, nobody really cares anymore. Smart life. Stocks. Do you have stocks? All right. I don't know. I I need a percentage. I'll try to get it tomorrow uh, on how many Americans hold stocks and mutual funds or whatever. I don't have it off the top of my head. Now, this summer was really rough for stocks. Very, very tough. Okay. On May 5th of this year, of no, I'm sorry, of 22, went back to 20, that, that far back, because I knew Biden was going to be bad for the stock market because he's just so weak, all right? Here's what I said, May 5th, 2022, go. Now, the reason a stock market is, is up and down and in and out, and again, don't panic, hold on. I have a two-year time frame in the stock market right now. So I'm willing to just sit on losses for two years because I think by that time, I'll be in a much stronger position with the stocks that I hold and the mutual funds that I hold. Okay, so I'm not quite at the two-year mark. I'm at the 18-month mark now, and the stocks have come back. So this fall, there's been a 9% gain uh, in November alone, 9% gain, best showing in the market since July 22, up and down, up and down. Hold on, don't panic. Once Biden gets out of there, okay, things will stabilize, I hope. They'll never stabilize under him. That brings us to gold. We have gold sponsors here, you know that. American Hartford Gold Group, been a sponsor of us for years. Now gold has hit its highest mark ever, okay? Um, in the overseas trading on Monday, and it's up 14% this year. Gold. Okay, now, when I do these advertises, I don't tout it. I don't tell you to buy it. I tell you that this company is reputable. That's what I tell you. And we watch the company, but I don't say go in, go out. Let me just say this on gold and silver and commodities in general. Goes up, goes down. And that's always the way it's been. So when you are making your investment decisions, you have to understand that. So when it's up, you think about it. How much do I have? How much do I need? That kind of thing. But gold, because of Biden's weakness and Ukraine and Israel and all of this, Flying. Okay. Moody's, that is the big investment rating agency, cut China. Told you when she came over here last month, China's in trouble economically, which is great for us because they can't cause a lot of trouble when their economy is sinking. I don't, you'd have to be out of your blanket mind to invest in China at this point. Okay. <laughs> you have to be crazy both patriotically and financially, but Moody's cut them and China's not doing well. The cities that are most expensive to live in in the world, put them up, let's go. Singapore is the uh, top city, the most expensive city in the world because they have to import everything. It's an island nation, very safe, 
very, very expensive. Number two, Zurich, Switzerland. Switzerland's always been expensive. Um, nothing you can do. If you go there, you're going to pay a lot of money. Geneva, both Zurich and Geneva, financial centers, very wealthy people live there. New York City, okay, tied with Geneva for third. Um, extraordinarily expensive in New York. Hong Kong, even though it's communist now, very expensive. L.A., that's housing prices. You want to live in L.A., you got to fork over so much money for a dwelling. Paris has always been expensive. Copenhagen, I was surprised. Copenhagen is not known for being an expensive town, but it's in Tel Aviv, Israel. Again, you got to import everything into Tel Aviv. It's very hard to get stuff in there. And then San Francisco, which is absolutely falling apart, but the real estate is still high there. It won't be high much longer. There they are. Now, in San Francisco, there's finally been a crackdown on people stealing cars. It's the car theft capital of the world, San Francisco. So they flooded the zone. And um, San Francisco, uh, between September 1st and November 26th, this fall, uh, logged about 3,400 car break-ins. That is down from 6,700 in the same period of 22. So they're actually prosecuting people who break into cars. Finally, did they take 10 years? You see what law enforcement does? You prosecute the criminals. They won't commit as many crimes. Hello? Good man. Oh, by the way, the homeless people that were shuntered out of there when she came over, the Chinese dictator, uh, they're back. <laughs> According to Kron 4, the television station out there, they're all back. They all came back. And they, they're gone. Now they're back. There's nothing in the world that could make me live in San Francisco. All right, this is a terrible story. Boston woman just married, goes to uh, the Bahamas, the island of New Providence, um, and paddleboards about um, almost a mile offshore, which is not advisable in the ocean anywhere. Shark kills her. Okay, we don't know her name yet. It's American from Boston, as I said. Um, I spend a lot of time in the ocean, a lot. And there are rules for the road, so they say. I'm not going out a mile, and I'm not going out there. If I, if I dive, I'm with a bunch of people. Even snorkeling, I'm with people. One time I didn't do that. I went out by myself. I got in trouble. Got a rip. Got out of it because I'm a strong swimmer, but man, that ocean. Now, in the Bahamas, since... 1580, this is a little bit of hype here. The government says there have been 33 unprovoked, unprovoked shark attacks. The word unprovoked is another thing of it. 33 in all that time. Around the world, in 22 last stats available, 57 shark attacks, five fatal. Australia and South Africa are the most dangerous places. Florida got those bull sharks snipping you down. Hey, you got to watch it. But you got more of a chance when you're hiking to get bitten by a snake than you do get attacked by the shark. But I, I feel so sorry for this woman. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. So I went to Boston University in uh, the early 70s and Vietnam was still, it was ending. But Nixon was in and uh, Watergate, that was pandemonium. You know, and Boston University is like a city. All right, it's about 25,000 students. I was getting a master's degree there uh, in broadcast journalism. 
My mother attended Boston University. She got a degree in physical therapy in Sargent College. So the O'Reilly family is a connection to BU. I love my experience there. It was fabulous. But there were a lot of crazies around. However, the president of the college is a man named John Silber, S-I-L-B-E-R. He's from Texas. He, he worked at the University of Texas. Brilliant man. I mean, a guy was and a tough guy. Now, he kept control, and I watched it because I was on a newspaper. And we would poke fun at him and stuff. Uh, but he kept control of that whole thing. So if you're interested in the chaos today in college campuses, and what it does not have to be. There is a book written by his daughter, who is a concierge member to BillOReilly.com. Her name is Rachel Devlin, okay? The book is Snapshots of My Father, John Silber. It's really a good book. For those of you interested in academia and how it should be run, and I don't think the book has gotten as much attention, that's why I'm doing this, I don't know Rachel other than corresponding with her. She was a little girl. I don't even know she was born when I was there. But I admired her father. Uh, we had a back and forth that was, yeah, he was so smart, this guy. So anyway, I'm recommending that book for Christmas. I got a couple of other books that I'm going to recommend as well. But I want to read them first. Yeah, <laughs> before I recommend anything, I like to read. And it just, I got books piled up all over the place. Um, and I'm, I get through them as, as soon as I can. So anyway, Rachel Devlin, Snapshots of My Father, John Silber. Uh, you'll be very pleased with it, I know. And, uh, you know, our concierge membership and premium membership, we have so many distinguished people all over the world. That really makes me feel good. You know, I get letters from physicians, from attorneys, from politicians, uh, very powerful people all over the place because they're watching this because they know that we don't, deceive. We're never going to deceive. And that's why, you know, I say for this season, because of the upcoming 2024 news cycle, man, you're going to see so much. And we're on it. We're going to be on it. I got my whole thing outlined, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. You're going to get the best information fast. Boom. You know, that website, that's really uh, something. I can get stuff out instantly on that. Whereas when I worked at Fox, you couldn't do that. You had to wait until your 8 o'clock slot or wherever. Now, and bang, right there. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.